Welcome to episode number eight of In the Word with Mel Bennett, a study of scripture passages from the Word of God. It's great to have you with us. My name is Steve Webb. Today, Pastor Bennett will continue his teaching from the Gospel of John. He'll be looking specifically at John 1, 15 through 18. Pastor, it's all yours. Thank you, Steve, and it's good to be back with you again today. We're going to deal with our podcast number eight on the inexhaustible fullness and the revelation of God, taken from John 1, 15 through 18. In these verses, we read the following. John bore witness of him and cried out, saying, This is he of whom I said, He who comes after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. And of his fullness we have all received, and grace for grace. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, who is in the bosom of the Father, He has declared Him. In a previous podcast, we talked about how John, who wrote this gospel, was attempting to show that John the Baptist did not occupy an exaggerated position in people's thoughts. In this passage, John shows that Jesus has the first and only place before everyone else, including John the Baptist. Listen to the words of John the Baptist. He says, He who comes after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. Perhaps there is more than one meaning to John's words. Perhaps he meant Jesus was six months younger than John, and uh, so maybe he meant that though Jesus was younger, Jesus was advanced before him. Secondly, perhaps he meant that though he was in the field before Jesus, Jesus now had center stage and John was stepping aside. For Jesus was the one who who he had declared was coming. Perhaps he meant all that he was doing was preparing the way before Jesus. Thirdly, perhaps he was thinking in terms more of eternity than of time. Jesus was the one who was exalted before time began. No human has any standing at all before God in this matter. It was not John the Baptist who exaggerated his position, but others. As far as John the Baptist was concerned, the topmost position belonged to Jesus. There are three things that John says about Jesus in the next verse. Look at verse 16. And of his fullness we have all received. The word that John uses for fullness is a great word coming from the Greek meaning the sum total of all that is in God. Paul used this word often. Colossians 1.19 he said, For it, it has pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell. Notice he says all the fullness shall dwell, using the same word that John uses. In Colossians 2.9, he says, For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. John is saying that in Jesus dwells the totality of wisdom, the power, and the love of God. Because of this, Jesus is inexhaustible. We can go to him with any need, and we will find that he has supplied it. 
In Jesus, the person who loves beauty will find the supreme beauty. In Jesus, the person who is searching for knowledge will find the ultimate revelation. In Jesus, the person who feels that they cannot cope with life will find the master of life and the power to live. In Jesus, the person who is conscious of his sin will find the forgiveness of sin and the power to live a good moral life. In Jesus, the fullness of God, all that is in him becomes available to the person who trusts him. For he says, secondly, from him we have all received grace for grace. The phrase in the NIV reads, grace in place of grace already given. And I really like that translation because I believe it speaks more to the meaning of the word than any other translation does. What does this strange phrase mean, though? There are several things it could mean. Number one, in Jesus we have found one beautiful wonder leading to another. A pagan king asked a missionary once what he might expect if he became a Christian. The missionary replied, You will find wonder upon wonder, and every one of them true. As we have driven around South Central Virginia this past couple of weeks, it seems at every turn of the road we see something more beautiful. You think you have seen the most wonderful sights until you make the next curve in the road. Always there is something more beautiful. Always there are fresh experiences for the person who is willing to see them. So it is with Christ. The more we know of him, the more wonderful he becomes. A few years back, Bill Gaither wrote a beautiful song that so well expresses this. The song is, The Longer I Serve Him, and the words go like this. Since I started for the kingdom, since my life he controls, since I gave my heart to Jesus, the longer I serve him, the sweeter he grows. The longer I serve him, the sweeter he grows. The more that I love him, more love he bestows. Each day is like heaven, my heart overflows. The longer I serve him, the sweeter he grows. Every need he is supplying, plenteous grace he bestows. Every day my way gets brighter. The longer I serve him, the sweeter he grows. The longer I serve him, the sweeter he grows. The more that I love him, more love he bestows. Each day is like heaven, my heart overflows. The longer I serve him, the sweeter he grows. Each day is like heaven, my heart overflows. The longer I serve him, the sweeter he grows. You see, the more we think about him and live with him, the wider the horizons of truth become. I believe John may have been speaking of the limitlessness of Jesus. The person who companions with Christ will find new wonders dawning upon his soul, enlightening his mind and enchanting his heart every day that he lives. Secondly, I believe that in Christ we find grace in place of grace already given. The different ages and situations in life demand a different kind of grace. We need one grace in the days of prosperity and another in the days of adversity. We need one grace in the sun days of youth and another when the shadows of age begin to lengthen upon life. The church needs one grace in the days of persecution and another when the days of acceptance have come. We need one grace when we feel that we are on the top of things and another when we are depressed and discouraged and near to despair. We need one grace to bear our burdens and another to bear the burdens of another. 
We need one grace when we are sure of things, and another when there seems nothing certain left in the world. You see, the grace of God is never an inactive thing, but a dynamic thing. God's grace never fails to meet the varied situations of life. All through life, we are constantly receiving grace in place of grace already given. For the grace of Christ is adequate for any and every situation. Thirdly, he says this, For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Verse 17. In the old way of life, life was governed by the law. And in Jesus, we no longer seek to obey the law of God like slaves. Rather, we seek to answer the love of God like sons. It is through Jesus Christ that God, the lawgiver, has become God the Father. God the judge has become God the lover of men's souls. This is the beauty of knowing Jesus Christ. Praise the name of the Lord. The revelation of God. Secondly, let's look at verse 18. No one has seen God at any time, the only begotten Son, who is in the bosom of the Father. He has declared him. Notice very quickly that he says, the only begotten of the Son. And mark that down in your Bible. And also in the bosom of the Father. He has declared him. When John said no man has seen God at any time, everyone in the ancient world would have agreed with him, including many Old Testament writers. Uh, Exodus 33.20 and Deuteronomy 4.12 bear this out. You see, no one in the Old Testament would have thought it possible to see God. All the Greek philosophers would have agreed with, the, with this point of view. Listen to what a few of them said. Guesswork is overall. Guesswork is overall. Never God and man can meet. Another said God is beyond everything. And finally, someone said, whatever God was, he was far from being within the reach of ordinary man. No one in John's day would have disagreed when John said that man had never seen God. However, John does not stop there. He goes on to make the most startling and tremendous statement. He says Jesus has fully revealed to people what God is like. Why should it be that Jesus could do what no one else has ever done? Wherein lies his power to reveal God to people? John says three things about Jesus that bear this out. They are, first of all, Jesus is unique. Unique is translated from a Greek word that means only begotten. It came to mean specially beloved, an only son would have a special and unique place of love in his Father's heart. It is in this connection of the New Testament, and it is the conviction of the New Testament, that Jesus is unique, that there is no one else like him, that he can do for men what no one else can do. He is the one, and he is the only one, who can bring people to God and bring God to people. Secondly, he says Jesus is God. Here we have the same expression that John used in verse number one. He is saying that Jesus is in mind, in character, and in being one with God. To see him is to see what God is like, because he was divine, and being divine, he is God. Thirdly, he says Jesus is in the bosom of the Father. I love this statement. This is a Hebrew expression which means the deepest intimacy possible in human life. It is used of a mother and a child, a husband and a wife, of two intimate friends. 
When John uses this phrase about Jesus, he means that between Jesus and God the Father, there is complete, total, and uninterrupted intimacy. It is because of this intimacy that Jesus is able to reveal God to us, or he is one with God. In Jesus Christ, the distant, unknowable, invisible, unreachable God has come to mankind, and God can never be a stranger to us again. Praise his wonderful name. That's what John is saying to us in these verse. In about 1794, Charles Wesley, one of the founders of the Methodist Church, I believe, wrote a beautiful song called Love Divine. Listen to the words as we bring this podcast to a close. Love divine, all love excelling, joy of heaven to earth come down. Fix in us thy humble dwelling, all thy faithful mercies crown. Jesus, thou art all compassion, pure, unbounded love thou art. Visit us with thy salvation, enter every trembling heart. Breathe, O breathe thy loving spirit into every troubled breast. Let us all in thee inherit. Let us find thy promised rest. Take away the love of sinning, Alpha and Omega be. End of faith as its beginning. Set our hearts at liberty. Come, Almighty, to deliver. Let us all thy life receive. Suddenly return and never, never more thy temples leave. Thee we would be always blessing. Serve thee as thy hosts above. Praise and praise thee without ceasing. Glory in thy perfect love. And finally, finish then thy new creation. Pure and spotless let us be. Let us see thy great salvation perfectly restored in thee. Changed from glory unto glory, till in heaven we take our place, till we cast our crowns before thee, lost in wonder, love, and praise. Join me in a word of prayer, would you please? Our Heavenly Father, we thank you today for the opportunity of speaking to these people. And I pray, O God, that you will take the words that we have shared and plant them deep in the hearts and lives of men and women today until they believe and receive and accept the fact that Jesus Christ is truly the Son of God to be exalted above every other person and every other thing. As such, he is the grantor of all of our needs. So, Lord, whatever needs are presented by the people today that are listening to this, meet their needs, I pray, O God, in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, and goodbye. The more we walk with Jesus, the more wonderful he becomes. That is so true. Thank you, Pastor, for this rich, rich teaching today. I hope you do know Jesus as your Savior. If you have a question for Pastor Bennett, I know that he'd love to hear from you. You can write to him at pastorb at lifespringmedia.com. And speaking of lifespringmedia.com, you'll find over 2,000 podcast episodes on the website there. And I'm guessing you might just like one or two of them. Take a look. We look forward to seeing you next week as we continue in the Gospel of John. Until then, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. God.